we're back. It's the infamous back in the house once again. That's it. That's Be it. Be rapping banter with your friends, Cal Sirius and English. Or is it Ben English? Yeah, Ben English. I like that now, man. That's the that's a ring to it, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm feeling that, man. That's the that's that's the presentation. And the glasses are on. You go. I got the Freddie Lundberg look. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> right. We're getting we're getting involved. It's at beer rap bands. At ba- uh, beerrappandbanner at gmail.com. Yes, Don't sir. forget, we've got the football pl- uh, podcast as mm-hmm. well. Um, at podcast play on, podcast play on at gmail.com. Yep. Check that episode. Big up Ash and Seth Combo that was on recently. If you'd like to come on any of the shows for football, let us know. And Beer Rap and Banner as we gear up. Oh, we have to say, first of all, as always, big up um, Helena, our lovely host, who runs and owns Riverside Coffee Lounge. Uh, 21 Minter Road, IG11 OFQ. So if ever you're in the east side, near Dagenham Market or Barking, check out Riverside Coffee Lounge, 21 Minter Road, IG11 OFQ. I think Big that's the wave, man. I think like if people ever kind of feel like coming down to the market and, you know, if they want to buy one or two new items of clothing, if they want to, you know, you can get some nice bits of food to eat down there, you know, a little I've bit of Chinese, been. get grab a burger or something. Yeah, never mate, been. we should go one day. We should go, go shopping. Down, check out the, the queue, market the and queue. then come and chill out in the lounge afterwards. The queue's crazy to go into the market in a minute because it's Christmas. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, how are you, man? Me? I am cream crackered, mate. Yeah? <laughs> Absolutely cream crackered. It's been a long week. Um, I've been getting a lot of stuff done, which is good. It's been productive, long and productive. Um, so yeah, just just needing to get some rest in, bro. How about yourself, man? Rest is good. Yeah, we're good, man. Work, you know, gearing up towards the festive period, the Christmas time. I managed not to go too mad on Black Friday, mm. shopping, Cyber Monday, whatever Thursday it is. This is crazy, like with the consumerism. So I've been managed to try and keep my hand in my pocket. I copped a couple things. I know you got the FOMO, so you got to manage that, <laughs> you? you got to manage that fear of missing out on my a FOMO's cut down a lot in terms of going out. But yeah, I did. I did. I did buy a few things. What would you get? What have we got so far? So to, right now, it's uh, it's uh, Black Sunday. <laughs> 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 so we've had a couple of days of the bargains already. Friday, Saturday. <coughs> what, what did you get? And what day did you get it on? I just bought some. I bought some bits for like because I'm going to South Africa. So I bought some clothes from ASOS. Going to South Africa? Yeah. Big up Cape Town, massive. So I'm going there soon. And then I bought some trainers, some one away trainers. I put okay. myself in a raffle and I managed to win a pair of TNs, like old school TNs, okay. all black, all black winter. So these TNs are like, I'm going to see what the resale value is. If if the resale is crazy, I'll, I'll sell them on and make a, make a profit. But if not, I'll keep them in the box and break them out in the new year as a treat to myself. Um, so you got a Black Friday discount on your TNs? Nah, nah, they were just dropping. Um, and I just, I just thought, oh, F it, I'll just treat myself. Treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. Why not, man? That's it. But um, yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah, it's been, I've been good, man. Keep it busy. Um, I just wanted to talk to you. Yeah, so Black Friday, did you buy anything? Because I know you're, you're into your tech technology and whatnot, or you didn't get caught up no, in a hype. It is a hype. I, I purposely try and um, avoid these kind of like, like you say, consumerism festivals. Um, I like to try and keep my money in my pocket, man. Keep it in the bank. Try and build wealth. Try and stack it up. Try and make it grow. And uh, talking about that, one thing I actually did recently was um, my nephew's been offered a record deal. Um, wow. So shout out to my nephew. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's still in the negotiation stage. And one thing I was doing was I was reading over his contract and offering him some advice on, you know, uh, 
talking to uh, people, you know, getting solicitors to look over the contract, stuff like that, looking at the terms. And, and But it looks interesting, man. It looks interesting. I think for a young uh, up-and-coming artist, if you can get yourself like a development deal, yeah. you know, put a certain amount of money into promoting whatever projects you're working on out, that would be the best for you. And don't worry so much about how much money you make from your first deal because you just want someone to boost you and just blow you up. They'll pump thousands into, you know, you going out there and if they don't make their money back, then you can't make any money, can you? So, you know, don't worry about how much money you make for your first deal. Yeah, you, you get, you'll get your status enhanced. And now when you've got, you know, like 50,000 or 100,000 followers on Instagram, now you can put your own independent music out after that deal, can't you? And now you can make your own money. It's important to stay independent, I think, in this day and age. And you've got to be in it for the right reason. Like, you can't be into make music to make money. You've got to love to make music. You've got to love to be able to rap, sing, play an instrument. And good luck to him. Good luck to him. And own your masters. Own everything you do. If you're independent, you just... And then the money and the fame and the notoriety will come. And then the money's in the merchandise and the shows. You're, in it, you're not getting that much money in streaming. Money for streaming is pants now. It's tough. Well, you see, it's, it's tough for the record labels these days, man. Because people aren't buying music like they used to. And like you say, there isn't that much money in streaming coming their way. And so... They're trying to take masters away from people, man. Record labels will try and own your masters. But like I say, if you're getting a development deal, like your first ever record deal, I personally, I don't think it matters how much money you make from that deal, especially if it's only for a short period of time. As long as you're not in debt, though, you too much. In front of you. you don't so. want to be stuck by, you don't want a label to shaft you or to own you, per se, where you're in currently constantly indebted to them. And I think that's what has happened to a lot of artists previously. I see, this is it. Because years ago, like when I was a youngster, my whole aim was I just want to get a record deal. Yeah. I just want to be signed. Um, and I saw other people signing some ridiculous deals, man. Like we saw some of the big major artists as well, like Prince. He was well, it was well documented, wasn't it, that he was signed to a deal that he was unhappy with. The labels were rinsing him, you know, and he sort of like he did he didn't slave, didn't he change his like name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slave or he, he, he wrote, wrote slave on his cheek or something like that. Yeah, that's um, mad. And maybe you could even say that situation turned him a bit crazy, and it turned him a bit mad. Oh, I think he was always a bit a symbol, and he was always a bit abstract. Was old, <laughs> old Princey. Yeah, TLC that that they had a, a famous bomb deal as well. Yeah, they got shafted. It happens, man. But so it's better now for don't, artists don't do to be those independent. Long-term deals, but. If, if it's just for a quick short term something, yeah. then I, I don't see a problem with that. Someone I want to talk about as we like talk about music, um, JME. You know, like, he's dropped this album, this Grime MC project. It's not on any streaming platforms. Wow. Like none. He's come off social media like altogether a while ago and he's only dropped CDs and vinyl. And the only way you can... S- obtain the music is if you purchase it in the hard form and you go to his shows which he's doing at like tours at the minute like he performed at a rough trade so he's he's going the complete opposite way to where everyone else is going everyone's going left streaming social media he's gone wait a minute and he's always been a bit abstract I mean you know he's always done things differently and a very intelligent guy from our understanding of interviews and the way he compiles music so he can only obtain it through CD and vinyl so he's got obviously full ownership and they've always stayed independent, boy better know. But now that you have to be there, you have to watch him, you have to buy the CD, you have to buy the vinyl. Now, not many people have got a CD player anymore. 
Big up the whip, but I've still got... <laughs> still got the old CD changer. Yeah. <laughs> Not even CD changers, it's one CD. Bear clunking when it turns from this to just... Oh, man, that's old school. Um, Saying that I found a CD pack of loads of house CDs, but in there I had a Stevie Wonder CD mm. and I had Speaker Box, the other half of uh, The Love Below mm. from Outcast and Big Boy's album. Mm. And I listened to it and I hadn't listened to it all the way through and I, and I thought there was a Jay-Z, there's a Jay-Z song on there with Killer Mike and Big Boy. Oh, that's dope. So Speaker Box was Big Boy's Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Album. And the other one with Hey Ya and stuff was uh, Andre's. Andre 3000, yeah. And obviously Speaker Box doesn't get as much uh, light because maybe people don't think he's you know he's maybe the lesser of the two artists arguably and lyrically but it had it had a i love the way uh you make me feel whatever with sleepy brown or someone else but it had a jay-z record in it on it but i'm going off i'm going off the point i found these cds i was rocking them but big up to jamie because he's this guy in completely left field like he's gone off compl- mm. so uh, it's it's interesting what he's doing man did i ever tell you i battled jamie once yeah i watched it i think i saw i found it online somewhere me versus Jamie. Yeah. Oh God, that's cringe. It was like a it was like a jump off thing, wasn't it? Um, like a stri- it was a jump off battle uh, at the Urban Music Festival. You you turned these letters of his name into a rhyme. You actually got that. That was actually. I cool. remember you telling me that. that I was I, actually I, on Channel Four back in the day. I think I might have seen it. You definitely told me about it, and you battled him. But he wasn't very good at the beginning, I don't think. And I I think he's got better. As I an got MC. cheated. I feel like I beat him in the battle, and I remember having a word with the judges afterwards. And one of them was like, oh, man, I voted for the wrong person. I meant to vote for you. And I was like, ah, yeah. Like you're just chatting, Daddy. rubbish, mate. But he's come on leaps and bounds. But um, always in battles, it can go either way. I remember I battled some female once at, uh, jo- uh, not Jump Off, what was it, Battle Scars? And I went up to her after like, yeah, I beat you. She's like, I don't care about battles. And I was like, that made me feel even saltier that she didn't care and she beat me. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, got wrenching, man. I don't even care about battles. I'm beating you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then she battled Sway. And Sway said a lyric saying like, you're so, ug- you're so ugly, you're handsome. <laughs> Imagine being so ugly that you're handsome. That is a par. That's on some Bruce Jenner shit. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I'm a celebrity. Ian Wright. I've heard. Have, have you seen the memes going around? I've seen the that meme of him with the, with, the, with the headscarf. And it's like when, the, uh, when you go into the, uh, the, the uh, Caribbean uh, res- uh, takeaway and they've only got like they got when you ask that when you ask the Caribbean extra, restaurant lady for extra extra planting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Ian Wright with this serious face <laughs> with that stupid rag on his head. Mate, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. And I'm not watching it because I think it's foolishness TV, but I, I caught a glimpse of it where Ian Wright wasn't pandering to um Kayla Je- what's her name? Caitlin Je- Bruce Jenner. Caitlin, we, we can't call him Bruce no more, can we? Yeah. Caitlin Jenner and everyone was pandering to her. All these men was round uh, hugging her, saying, oh, don't cry. And, and then Ian Wright was just sitting from across the, the jungle like, yo, what is this? So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm rocking with Wrighty from day dot. I want Ian Wright to win it. I've not watched it. Ian Wright is a legend in my eyes. I wanted to beat Ian Wright growing up. Everyone did. Striker. So, so, so what happened? What actually happened there? Because Wrighty is my guy. Bruv, I did it. I all, should probably watch this now. No, you should, I, all I saw was like this Caitlyn Jenner. It is Caitlyn Jenner, isn't it? I don't want to get it misconstrued. I don't I think so. Basically saying something about sleeping in a tent or or having a conversation with the girls and then started to have crocodile tears and started crying. So all these other guys have gone over to her and gone, oh, don't cry, it's okay. And like consoling her. And it's like, you obviously want attention as if as if you don't get enough attention from being like six foot four, uh, 
phenomenal athlete in your prime, uh, father of one of the most famous families, and now you've had this whole gender switch, then you want to try and... Uh, and then Ian Wright was just sitting from across the jungle like, what is going on? I'm not entertaining none of this. So I was like, yeah, righty, bang. You got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> you could eat a thousand frogs and crickets and jump, dance with scorpions, but you've won. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I heard someone talking about it the other day and it, it seemed like right he was like like the kind of black side of him started to come out like brother, you know, like you, brother yeah, it had to that's what i was gonna bomber club business it was like one of them kind of stunts your your your, your natural innate actions will creep in when you're in the jungle and it's survival i know it's not real survival because they've got television and they're just then they're, they're celebrities but when it comes to you just being put to your normal self your true self comes out like when you're drunk like your true your inner truth comes out when you're drunk the true syrup and who you are so sometimes that's why I don't get drunk. That's interesting because some people I don't get, get drunk with work lot because otherwise it starts going a bit mad. Please, because <laughs> some people get a bit sort of violent when they're drunk. Some people get a bit all lovey dovey when they're drunk. So maybe yeah, that's what's really inside. You lose your inhibitions and then yeah, I think that's maybe the certain drink cause certain people to act away. Like if you drink a certain drink, you might be a bit rowdy. Like oi, like loads of pints in. Larry. I know I get Larry if I have bare pints. I will start turning into top hooligan. Oh, like. Start singing all types of Arsenal songs and anti-Spurs songs. And I don't mean any harm. Obviously, I'm not like a football fug, but you might as well put a Stone Island jacket on me. And, and <laughs> this have well, you. But I don't know. I'm one picture we took once when we went to a game. And you just look like you was proper on it, bruv. Like, yeah, man, have it. Anybody kicks off, right? I'm there, right? On your head, son. Come on, yeah, come but that's me on the football on. pitch. That's what I'm like on the football pitch. People that know who they played football with me know I don't shut up. And I lead from the front. I'm a captain without having a captain's armband. So, so I don't shut up on the pitch. I don't shut up off the pitch. I don't shut up anywhere. So that's it. When the football's playing, I'm like, F in this and F in that. And, you know, C word this. But obviously not condoning the swearing. But So Ian Wright's maybe natural South London uh, broccoli boy not having none of it when he saw, when he saw that, that, that woman. So yeah. Anyway, shout out to Righty man. This episode is going to be back and forth because um, it's like a catch up. But we're just we're just talking about a lot of wrongs to rights. Oh, um, yeah. So that was it. Big up, big up, Ian Wright. Um, Most definitely. It was it was Black Friday, like I said. I just wanted to. I sent you something about Christmas. So as we as we get towards Christmas and everyone listening, obviously is getting um, in the festive spirit. Whether you celebrate or not, you can't escape it. Um, just about being. Uh, economically friendly and, and sort of how we can cut down on the waste um, for Christmas. Um, and I sent you this I sent you this picture. I know people have seen it on, on social media, crap-free Christmas gift-buying guides. So I just I urge people not to buy crappy gifts, not to waste gifts. And think this about is interesting. Get, getting people experiences. Yeah, go on. So this is like a, a self-help kind of thing you're doing now. I guess this was maybe help for yourself to, to free the you world, to well. make it a better place. Let's see. Buy less. Buy less of what exactly? Everything. Crap. Secret Santa stuff. Buy less stuff for work, for the grown-ups in the family, for the kids if you have lots to buy for so they all get one decent prezi. So <laughs> instead of buying like 10 presents... Ten little presents, just buy one yeah. really nice present, and watch them watch them try and share, <laughs> and have Ooh. loads of loads of tears and and cry. <laughs> Experiences, not things. So go out for a meal. That's what I'm on. Get like tickets to go to a concert or go to the cinema. That's or it. Treat people to days out. 
Um, yeah, I did stuff like that before. I think I got um, my nephew's uh, like go-karting experience for Christmas once and um, that kind of thing, paintballing, that kind of stuff. They last longer. Like my mum bought me tickets for a comedy show in the new year, like way down the line. And she goes, it's an experience. So um, I just urge people, obviously, as we're trying to do our thing to cut back on the waste and rubbish. And even if you've got to go charity shop or make your present or get people experiences like a massage, a facial. Grease. Grease. Uh, wine tasting. Um, you know, like tickets to the to the theatre, to a comedy show or concert. And it lasts longer. So, and buy less. And Like I say, on Black Friday, people are so gassed that I've got to buy Ooh. the new TV. I've got to buy the new... I've got to buy this, that, and a third. And we do I haven't seen any footage yet of people like falling into a I store, saw, being trampled on. I saw one guy apparently was at Tesco's at like four in the morning and he was on his own. There was no one else there. So he was just on his Jack Jones queuing for nothing. I think people have caught yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> when, it, when, when the store, when, when this Tesco, Tesco's open, six. It was a one of them stores, but what are you queuing for? Like, what is the hype, the whole hype beast thing? <clears throat> Boy, I, I guess. It's FOMO, isn't it? It's fear of missing out, bro. You don't want to miss out on a bike. Like if you, especially if you've seen, like you've gone to the website and you've seen, oh, there's going to be 50% off of a brand new TV. And you're thinking, well, I'm going to make a huge saving if I get this TV now. Yeah, but they've already got a TV. I think it's it's greed. you got you got to catch yourself because some people are going a bit too, maybe a bit too mad and they're spending within their means or... They're getting they're getting caught up in the hype, and Christmas and like anything should be about any festive holiday, whether it's Eid, whether it's Diwali, whether it's um, singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Did you used to sing that at school? Did you have bare religious <laughs> songs at primary school? Yeah, we used to do all of that. Man. I had one song about money. It was like, um, uh, it's all about the magic penny. Um, was it play with it and you won't have any? It's all about money and learning to respect money. And It's interesting that you'd remember that, actually, because that's a good lesson that they've put into rhyme form and it's just kind love of seeped into your subconscious. Was it love is something if you give it away? Give, give it, it away. away. Give, give it away. away. Love is something if you give it away. You'll end up having more. Right. Jeez, with the steel pans. Moscow had some mad steel pans. I barely remember that I mean, stuff later. there, bro. Wow. The main thing I remember from primary school is the assemblies and watching like videos every now and again, watching movies. Rolling out the TV and playing a video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that big VHS. industrial TV you know with the I'm wooden saying? doors that with would open big up. Big back. Big back. <laughs> That's big that, booty TV. The TV had a big back. Cast me. That's where it stems from. <laughs> that's where the phrase comes from. That's, that's, that's where I love of uh, big backs. <laughs> um, I remember a movie called Sammy's Tiger T-Shirt. Yes, and the T-shirt had powers and stuff. You remember that? Come on. <laughs> Spud, Spud me. me. <laughs> Do you remember Super Grand? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to talk about this while we're on this freestyle flow, yeah? Of, okay. Uh, beer Rap and Banner. So we're talking about all these uh, nostalgic things. Right. Netflix, there's a new program, The Toys That Made Us, mm. about toys. And so the first episode was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. And I really recommend everyone to watch it. It's real nostalgic. Mm. So they showed it as a as a comic, selling like five thousand in its first release, and then going absolutely crazy, making a cartoon, making the toys. No one wanted the toys. I think like uh, Toys R Us or someone picked it up, and then they just flew off the shelf. And it's just all about from the ground up mm. the toys that made us. And they're gonna do wrestling. 
they're going to have like Nintendo. Yeah. So the action all those, man, GI Joe. Yeah, that kind of yeah. Stuff. Come on, come on. See that that kind of sounds like it's a show for people from our era. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Man, I wonder if there'll be some random stuff on there that you'd probably completely forgotten about, like something you haven't even heard a reference to it in about 20 years. That would be dope. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. Even I was watching, um, there was a reference to, Bo- uh, do you remember Boglins? Is it Boglins? The yeah. little gremlin characters. They were like a fake gremlin called Boglit, something like that. And it was on Rick and Morty, new Rick and Morty. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Have um, you seen the new season four? I saw the first episode. Um, where he finds out how he's going to die. Yes. And he's got and he the crystal. A, and he turns into a, a mega, mega Morty. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just hovering in space. Morty is absolutely nuts, man. Like, he's got that <coughs> strong, uh, that teenage kind of kind of uh, affinity for his crush. And yeah. I love the way that they use that in the episodes, man. That's hilarious. Well, it's interesting, these two episodes. So I watched the second one where they uh, develop an app. Mm. It's got this little character. Oh, cool. So you want to develop an app? Like this little Australian alien thing, Australian voice. Uh, but it's all about, it's similar like Black Mirror, how it's being social commentary now. Mm. So the, the, the two new episodes of Rick and Morty definitely is reflecting on society um, about friendship. Because there's a really dark scene where like uh, Rick and some other guy comes across and he's like, I'm going to be your friend. And uh, everyone on their phones and finding love and thinking about how you're going to die. So the new season is twisted, is mad. So I really recommend that. So we've got the toys thing and we've got um, Rick and Morty. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, man. Um, one thing I've been watching recently is The Irishman. You had a chance to check that out yet, bro? I've watched the first half an hour, 40 minutes. I've had to, watch, I've had to break it down because it's so long. It is a long-ass movie. And maybe man. that's the way we're watching films now. We're having to break it down in parts. Where we do a whole box set over a period of a day or two or weeks. Mm-hmm. The Irishman is a long film, man. Um, well, I think... Did I you like it? Because you've got the, the whole video on demand um, theme. Not theme, but you know we're in the age of having everything on demand. Um, and you, Netflix affords you the option to do that. But me personally, when I watch a movie, it's kind of like that cinema experience going to watch a movie like there's no pause in it if you're gonna go to go to the toilet you gotta get up and just take your piss and then miss a little bit of the movie and come back in the cinema um so when i'm watching a movie i still try and watch it in its whole entirety and um and i did watch the uh, the irishman from from front to back wow How, what did you think of it because i've got my thoughts on it yeah early on but did you like enjoy it i really enjoyed it man um like like i'd like to talk a little bit about uh scorsese uh real quick if i may go for um, it like, so for those that don't know, Scorsese is literally one of Hollywood's most uh, celebrated and decorated uh, filmmakers. Um, you know, he came through in the early 70s as an assistant director on the documentary Woodstock. Did you ever watch that? No, I've seen a few scenes with um, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Going absolutely mad. Dope stuff, man. And yeah, it looks um, like an amazing festival back in the day. And yeah, for real, man. And uh, Scorsese was, uh, you know, he was born and raised in New York, in Queens in New York, born in 1942, yeah? Uh, came from parents who descended from Palermo in Sicily, and he was raised in Little Italy. So that kind of lets you know, you know, this is kind of the environment he grew up in, and that was the inspiration for a lot of his work. Um, so coming from working on that Woodstock documentary, that's kind of like an understudy. He went on to 
to make movies uh, like Mean Streets in 1973, uh, which was when he collabed with Robert De Niro. And then he did Taxi Driver with De Niro in 76. Classic. Um, you know, which won the, um, the Palme d'Or, the Cannes Film Festival. And then from that, that's when his career just started to take off. He did Raging Ball in 1980. Um, you know, <laughs> got him eight Academy Award nominations um, and including Best Picture and Best Director. And He's got to be top three selected. Bruv, that, that movie, Raging Ball, was held as one of the masterpieces of modern cinema. Yes. You know, and, you know, he's gone on to make Goodfellas, Casino. Um, he's he's won all kinds of, you know, he's, he directed the first episode of Gangs of New York. And I think he's the executive producer on that. He's produced a few shows as well as well. He's part of like loads, loads of HBO shows. and Loads. I think these days he's more of a, because he's kind of getting old a bit. So he's probably just more doing the executive production work than actual directing. And... um yeah, so, you know, Broadwalk Empire, uh, all of these movies he's done with Leo DiCaprio, The Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, a lot of people say so DiCaprio is one of the best actors or the best actor in the world, and Scorsese is his director. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so one-two like, punch. Where did you... It's like, when you when you kind of just set the scene for this movie, which is, for me, it's a movie I've been looking forward to for a while... And it is a classic, it's shot in a classic Scorsese style, you know? When you see the actors in there, the heavy hitters like De Niro, Pacino, Harvey Keitel. Um, it's even got um, Joe Pesci in there as well. And, and these, like, these are some real... It's got the guy from Boardwalk actors. Empire. It's got some solid Italian uh, yeah, yeah. characters. Did, where where like does it rate for you? From, um, Did you like it? From Breaking like Bad it. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and El Camino. Uh, and it's even got a, a British actor in there as well. Okay. Um I forget I forget the British actor's name, but he's uh he's like a a scouser, I think. I think he's from up north somewhere. But um basically the movie, man, I thought it was a, in a typical Scorsese style. It was slow paced and it was a throwback to, you know, uh an an older period in America. Um a period that he lived through that he knows well. Uh, in the 60s and 70s and then it kind of follows the life of um, Robert De Niro's character uh, playing like a very serious man a, a serious and uncompromising man with zero tolerance and it just kind of follows his path to becoming like a union boss the scene where he the uh, he beats up the shop owner he ah, touched his daughter that was, that was ill and bro. he treads on his hands it's like I thought to myself like Keep that away from your daughter. Yeah. If, anything, if you're gonna go smash a man in, don't like let your little girl see that kind of graphic violence. Man. For, for me, that scene did look a bit mad because he's lost it. De Niro, <laughs> De Niro's in his what fifties, sixties, and yeah. it did look a bit, it did look a bit out of place. Him beating up the shop owner and some of the scenes, I thought. I mean, watching it early on, and I, I, I like it from what I'm watching, but some of it, I'm thinking they could they have done a younger character or. Or a younger actor, or a, or a different thing with De Niro, because it looks a bit, he's a, like he's old, he's he's moving around like he should be a younger character, a younger guy. Um, the thing is, they did use some CGI to make him look younger in some of the scenes, actually. Because I like the I like it when he's an old man and he's mm. telling the story to the camera. Yeah. But then I think, is it really that believable when you've got this old ass guy with a big belly trying to be this hit I, man? You know, and goon you know and why I thought it was believable? Um, because they took a long time to to build up the story arc. And, you know, there was those scenes where um, 
he was starting to befriend Joe Pesci's character. He yeah, was like yeah, the, yeah. the mob kind of uh, mafia boss guy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he was asking him, you know, tell me about your, your story. Like, and he was saying, you know, I was a soldier. and He speaks Italian, like, innit? Yeah. And he's like, how did the Irishman know how to speak Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. Up to that uh, I like yeah, that yeah. scene, that whole scene in the restaurant. Like, that scene was cold, man. Yeah, the use of Italian in, in, his, in Scorsese's films is obviously a homage to him and his, his crew's upbringing. So... Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch it all the way. F- well, I'm gonna continue watching it as so. watch it. My personal opinion is it is definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year. Um, if you like gangster movies, like you know, like all of the the movies that Scorsese has made in the past, like Goodfellas. If you like Casino, you know this is for you. Um, unfortunately, I do feel that in 2019, the way that Scorsese's movies are very slow paced. Mm, Maybe it it, it, dated, it yeah. feels dated. Yeah, in that yeah, sense yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this movie's like three hours long, and to be honest with you, you could have cut out at least thirty minutes of that, if not an hour, and and made it move a bit quicker and feel uh, like it wasn't. Because in some places, it felt like it was just dragging. Like there was some some stuff in there that was unnecessary. But then in some places, there was some nicely cut and edited. Like I liked the bit when there was um I don't know if you got this far yet but there was a uh, an explosion have you seen any explosions yet No not yet All right I'm not going to oh. give you the spoiler I'm up to the laundrette um, scene I'm up to like um he gets asked to asked to blow up the uh, the laundrette but we want it's too many spoilers in it so go, let me go, let, go, let's go keep it moving let's go keep it moving um <laughs> 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 this fucking guy hey this wise guy <laughs> on on the topic of films I want to talk about um Blue Story and uh what had happened with it being sort of taken out of certain cinemas. Obviously, there was an issue where loads of young people were meeting up at Star Cinema, I think in Birmingham, wherever it was, and using the film as an excuse to meet up. The the film was was pulled, and it's just a shame to see that these cinemas... I could understand why they took the film off, because they were, you know, the fears of safety of of, of other... uh, consumers going to go and watch family films but I, I think that was I don't know man that sounds like it's a bit anything but I want, I'll be interested to see Blue Story and, and as as a production uh, but yeah I just what are your thoughts on that I mean I don't know I don't know the ins and outs of that story but my initial reaction was I felt like it was racism man because there was that story of uh, a bunch of youths that were inspired by this movie and they were out fighting or something mm. But then from what I've heard from other people is that one, it was a bunch of Asian youths. So it wasn't like a bunch of black youths that kind of got inspired by Blue Story and thought, oh yeah, this is what our people do. This is what we should be about. Let's go and reenact what we've seen in the film. It was a bunch of Asian youths. And at the time when they were out doing their thing, it was nothing to do with the Blue Story movie. It was to do with the, the Frozen movie. That was what was being shown in their local cinema at the time. Frozen's, so Frozen's causing like, beef. Do you see what I'm saying? So it seemed like it was just an excuse, like any excuse. There's a bit of violence. There's a bit of youth causing violence. Yeah, I there's did feel they used that as a scapegoat. Right now with black people in it. Let's just pull all of these movies from our cinemas. I think it was the View cinema. Apparently, yeah. Apparently the View released reports, though, that when this could have been anything, you know, BS as to sort of justify why they've they stopped showing the film, but... They were saying there was an increase in sort of uh, violent behaviour and incidents in and around the cinema with the release of the the Blue Story film, which, I mean, I don't know. I don't really got the stats, but it's it's a shame that when someone's trying to do something positive, who's had a negative upbringing, this rap man guy obviously had Shiloh's story and 
he's 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 producing this product which looks amazing you know it sounds amazing it looks clean um and it's for the big screens that he's being held back rather than supported and they're trying to get to the reason as to why these people are congregating and kicking off i mean we all know why there's loads of issues that have uh, you know added up to this but um yeah i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't feeling it and pulling it did you watch the movie no 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 i haven't been cinema in so long I, think I would to like to go to the cinema and support it. I don't really want to stream it because it's a UK thing. Okay. I know I'm on this stream life, but um, yeah, bootleg man. life. Hashtag bootleg life for real. But um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about rap, man. I don't really know anything about this movie. I've seen trailer. The trailer looked like it was a violent movie, to be honest, from what I saw. I didn't watch the whole trailer, but I saw a little clip of the trailer. Yeah. And I saw what looked like it was going to be a violent movie. I thought it was going to be... But no more violent than a John Wick like film. You know, I thought it was going to John Wick's got like a thousand. Oh, that's, that, that is over the top violence. Well, and you, know, like any, you look you know. at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, stuff like that. But then the difference being that that's not easily obtainable. Like, for example, you could look at a movie like The Intent or you could look at the Top Boy series and you could say, OK, these sort of youths can look at these movies and, and then they can start trying to reenact that in real life. You could actually say that. You can't really say, like, how are you going to do John Wick? What, are you going to go and get, like, a million guns and stuff? Like, you're not really going to be able to do Yeah, that. but then it's, like, art imitating life. Like, Top Boy, there are people that are doing that, and it's happening now. It's and a story. The, the, blue, the blue Boy story, is, it's a story that's... It's a story. Yeah. It's a story, and it's a good story, and it's good entertainment. And we've seen loads of movies come out. But there's before, elements of reality in those really, stories. It's never really caused any kind of, like... No, 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 no. Uh, no. Violence or riots or anything like that, has it? But... I don't want to comment too much on exactly what happened in this scenario here because, like I say, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So I, I, it shouldn't have been pulled. I mean, we can agree that it shouldn't have been pulled. But I don't think so. I don't think... I, I mean, I, I, from what I've seen, it was a bunch of youths um, that were just being... And they were all underage. They all weren't, weren't old enough to go and see it anyway. Well, they looked about, what, 12, 13? Mad. 15-year-old girls getting nicked and all that. It's like... Yeah. What is going on in the world? Um... What is going on? It's it's a moment of reflection. Um, we maybe should have touched on this at the beginning of the episode, but obviously the madness that was happening in, um, London, uh, Tower oh, Bridge or London on Bridge. It, talk on it, bro. Well, let me get my notes. Well, is this sad? I mean, I'm just I'm just saying to obviously um, everyone out there in and around the capital, just be careful. Just obviously, if you're on the underground, if you're any big places, Borough Market, the bridges. Just driving around, just just be vigilant. Just have your eyes open, especially at Christmas time. We don't know who's out there or who's been released from prison for committing terrorist acts before. I mean that that whole thing was so surprising to me. Sad. Man. I repeat to the two people that got you know. Yeah. Sad. Um. I mean, I was literally just at work, and then we got someone uh, telling us, you know, there's been an attack in London, London Bridge which is probably about a 20-minute walk from where I work. Um, and then, you know, email went around the company saying, you know, um, be careful with what, where you're going home and whatever. And I was going to meet someone after work. I was just I was just thinking, wow. shit, man, is this going to mess up my journey? Like, Yeah. Because like, the London Bridge is on the Northern Line and I was going to be on the Northern Line. 
Um, but no, nah, the tubes were fine and everything. I think people just and crack on. I caught a little something on the news. You know, video started going viral on social media and on WhatsApp and stuff. Yeah, so he... Um, and I started seeing one of... The, the funny thing was there was a bit where there was a guy who was sort of fleeing the scene and disposing of what seemed like a little package. <laughs> Do you see that video? Yeah, it's like when, when you're trying to be a hero, <laughs> but you got you got the, the stash on you, a bit of... Bit of sniff or like something on you. He's trying to dash it. Big sack of food, bro. Big sack of hard food. He was doing deliveries for the for the for the city boys and bro, city girls. He was girls. gonna have a good Friday night. That's what he was gonna. It's gonna be a white <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Package. Oh my god! Listen, you know what it's like in the city, innit? it? Them city boys and girls. <laughs> oh man! But anyway. Um, so yeah, he was like a have a go hero or whatever. He must have grabbed the knife. I saw one video which was a bit disturbing because it kind of looked from what you could see in the video, it looked like police brutality because it looked like they were restraining a man to the ground. Mate, police can do whatever they want in them situations. You can be as brutal as you want. If someone's got a knife and a fake bomb attached to him, yeah, as what reports are saying, and he's knifed down two people, police need to go in with everything, bang, in my bang, bang. opinion. Not bang bang bang, but well, they they use they, they use the guns eventually. <laughs> yeah. But I think the police over here, you know, if you've got truncheons, sprays, tasers, uh, you using whatever you can, and you've got people who are killing and causing terror and terrorist behaviour, you go in flying and you stop that ASAP. I don't, no, I hear you. As yeah. a taxpayer, you got my full condolence to whack up, beat okay. up, do whatever you got to do. Okay. And if he's got a, a strap-on bomb and it's real or fake, and he's got to get laying down, then. Boy. Leng a man down. Leng a man down, innit? it? Hop out all the right, whip and just right, leng a man all right, down. All right, all right. I hear you. But what I'm saying is, from what I saw in the video footage, they'd already restrained him. There was already two people holding him down. And then one officer... Execution star. Like said, clear, clear, clear. And then they, they backed away. Pop, pop, pop. And then, yeah, pop, pop, Boy, pop, then this is what it is, isn't it? And I just one thought... Less, one I less person on this earth to cause grief. I just thought that was unnecessary. That, that sounds point. bad for my point, but... I just thought that was unnecessary because if a man's already been restrained, like it's 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 one thing if a man's standing on the street screaming and shouting and you know we don't know what yeah and, I and what now you're, you're thinking oh look what's that on his chest has he got a bomb take the shot boom yeah that's what they did that that would be my that that's would what they be did my hundred percent support that's what they, that. yeah that's what they that's did that's not what they did he had the, he had the bomb he had the fake bomb the, thing on the, him well I'm talking about the video that I saw oh okay okay the video that I saw was of a man being restrained on the ground and then been shot in the head while he was defenseless and that looked like police brutality that's all that i'm saying we don't know if he was defenseless all i'm saying we don't know all right, all right, we don't know the yeah. angle of the footage from what i could see who knows from the other angle yeah, yeah maybe yeah. there was a gun in his hand and, and and the guys were struggling to restrain him and get the gun away and so the guy said look just move 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 and then took shot Fair enough, because he's got a gun failure but to I comply see, all i could see is from my angle and it just looked like police brutality that's all Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We obviously can't come. I mean, we can only say on what we've we've seen or heard. But uh, controversial circumstances, man. Um, and it's always in the same area now, isn't it? It's all like the last. That's time what I'm saying. Just people a, be a, careful a, out there, yeah. and it's just you know, especially near an election time. Just be careful out there. Have your wits about you, commuters on the train, and um, yeah. That's it. It's a bit, taking it a bit down. Don't forget to vote. I hope everyone is registered to vote. Don't forget to vote. I'm not. You're not registered to vote? It's too late now. I'm not caring about all of that. But, mm. you know, have fun. Enjoy. Well, what, going to the polling station? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much fun. That, it's, it's Knowing that our country's gone down. Anyway, 
There's everyone's who, who campaigning. Who am I voting for? Yeah. Well, probably Tories. No, shut Tory. up, man. Come on, you blues. I'm I know red. You're a Tory red till I die. No, but you're you're moving into Tory territory now. Why am I moving into Tory you're territory? Live the Tory lifestyle. I bet you're the, you're because you're looking to move away. I'm all I'm all blood. I throw my bees up. I throw my. I'm not a crip. I'm not a seekers. <laughs> 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 the bloods versus crip. Yeah, you're in transition, B. I'm not a blood or a crip. I put drugs on the one strip. Day, everyone around you is gonna be. I throw my bees up for Jeremy Corbyn. I'm not doing the crip walk in the polling station. I'm throwing my my bees up. You get me? I'm like the game with my red bandana. (laughs) But you don't even rate Corbyn. No, I don't rate Corbyn too much. I don't know. He's a bit extreme on that side. I just think they need a stronger leader. I understand what he's saying and I support it because obviously I come from a socialist background of teachers, social workers and nurses and I believe in supporting education the welfare system and helping people of course uh, and the conservatives have fucked things up but uh, I mean obviously Labour probably had a part to play in sort of having the country in debt and whatnot. I could go around in circles of having a conversation but for me I've got to vote, I've got to go for my family and my heart so it's, it's throwing my bees up for Corbyn until we get someone else Really? Okay, so so you're back behind. What's me. my alternative? Conservative, I, I, mm. BNP. Is BNP still a team? I don't, I don't know. If UKIP. Still I don't know if that's it. Lib Dem, Green Party. I think it's U, it's UKIE, UK Independence. Uh, no, UKIP formed a new Brexit party. It's pants. Whatever it is, it's pants. It's pants. It's all pants. But anyway, get out to vote. Um, whatever you're. They always say you should never, at at dinner parties and parties, you should never discuss religion or politics because it's inevitably going to offend. It's going to divide people. divide people. These are the things that divide It's good to have these discussions. It's it's, it's good to have these discussions. But who would you vote for then? You'd vote Labour? Nobody. If I did vote, I would go and spoil the vote. Like, just go to the polling station to put my vote in the bin. I don't see the point of doing that. Like, what's the point? Because you've got a voice, man. People died to vote. That's why I'd spoil it, innit? I'd be like, all right people died for me to have the right to go vote. So years ago, I used to just go down there and just vote for anybody just for the sake of it. But now I realise that um, I don't really want to take part in the game. So just spoil the vote then, isn't it? And whatever happens, happens. Predetermined, arguably. Who knows? I mean, people... It's bullshit, man. It is. I, d- I believe politicians are all liars, you know, but... Uh, but out of all of them, Corbyn, to me, seems like the best one. So... That's Corbin. my opinion. Blood gang. We're going to throw some banner so in the episode you're, somewhere. You're, you're wearing this um, this tracksuit, man, looking like Freddie Longberg right now. That's it, that's it. But I'm all Arsenal in. has recently changed the manager. Good evening. It's been a changing of the guard. Yeah. i just seen the team news for today against Norwich. Um... Yeah, so Emery's out. Got to keep it moving. Freddie Youngberg is in. His first game against Norwich today. How do you think he's going to do? Uh, I, t- I think he's going to be like a big a high score draw or something. I think he's going to be like two or something stupid. You reckon? Well, Norwich, on the, Norwich need to turn it around away from... I know this is like beer up and banner and we're meant to save it for the football podcast. But I think because it's like Norwich need to turn it around. They had a big win the other weekend. We still can't defend. Anything can happen. It's going to be back and forth. It's either going to be two all or like maybe we'll, maybe we knock out a three one win. I don't know. I take a score. I take a draw at the minute. The way the 
because mm. we're not we're not who we used to be anymore, man. Let's not get confused. We're eighth, bruv. Eighth, eighth or ninth. Shit. We've got the one of the worst defenses in any league. It's it's all a par. They're starting Mustafi. Pepe's not getting any airtime. <sighs> let him let him hang, mate. Do you, do you think those are the major factors as to why, um, you know, <laughs> I always laugh when I see uh, girls going to the shops in their bathrobe. Yeah, it's a new day. Just out in the pajamas. It's, it's a new day shop. when people are wearing socks and their flip-flops and they're wearing white socks with black trainers and jack-ups and everything you would have got cussed for back in the day at school is becoming... No, people can't wear socks and sandals, B. Yeah, no, like, yeah, socks and sa- or socks and sliders. Or socks and sliders have been around for time, but, like, there's a certain You're not supposed to do that, though. Yeah, you can wear socks and sliders. Nah, you're not supposed to do that. You not you why not? You can do, but certain socks. I see people wearing like ankle socks. You can wear like look, look at these socks. What are these? these are big Nike socks, yeah? Like trainer socks. Yeah. So if I'm wearing like sports socks basically. Yeah, sports socks. So if I've come back from the gym or football or basketball, I can wear my sliders with these. No, why are you shaking your head for? It's not a look. It's not like a good look to do that. Not it's not a bad wear, look. Because sliders are like a type of sandal and you're supposed to wear socks with sandals. That's it. Socks with sliders you can get away with. Can get away with certain like, socks. Like obviously, if you've got the swag, you can pull off anything. You're looking at the like drip. If God. you've got the swag, you could probably drippy. Wear I'm very a shirt drippy with with like tracksuit bottoms, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, you can get that. That's a motive. No, you're not supposed to do that. Bro. You can, man. No, 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 no. You can. That's a fashion no, no. No, it's it's nowadays it's calm. shirts and tracksuit like, bottoms. Eh? So Say that again. No, no. Shirts and tracksuit. Oh bottoms. no, no, no. That's a par. That's, that's, like, that's like but a Weatherspoons. That's a Weatherspoons on a Thursday afternoon flex. That's so random, bro. You're not supposed to, like, like you know, like you wear a trackie, you wear a tracksuit, tracksuit bottoms, tracksuit jacket. Yeah, tracky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or you wear a shirt with, like, jeans or chinos yeah, yeah, or yeah. something, right? You don't do a shirt with joggers. Like, no, I don't agree really, with that. It don't really work. No. You can but wear... But some people, if you've got the swag, you could pull it off. That's the thing. Yeah, there's a thin line between, like, the swag drip and then, like, things that look ludicrous now. Because, so you know, you Maybe we're get, getting old. You can get joggers that don't actually look like joggers, joggers. If that makes sense. And then you can get a shirt that looks casual, casual enough to rock your shirt with some joggers. And that's how you can pull it off. But you need to have the swag to do it. You feel me? Oh, you've got to have the source. <laughs> <laughs> that, that intake where you check, your f- is everything all right? No, I'm good, man. But yeah, shout out to uh, to Freddie Lundberg, though, man. I'm hoping Freddie's um, going to... Uh, do you, how do you think we'll do? Do you park, think you're going to do all right? Just quickly. Um, I love the continuity at the club. You know, we was talking earlier about having Murta Saka being the, because um, he's the academy manager and he's going to be helping out Freddie. So Freddie's got going up to first team manager. Uh, Murta Saka's going up to first team assistant manager. It both former players that used to play for Arsenal. One was a solid defender. One was a solid forward. Um, they both really know what the Arsenal ethos and style of play is all about. Mm. So it's going to be completely different to the previous regime that uh, Unite Emery brought to the club. And I feel like there's going to be a real continuity of how, you know, going back to Arsene Wenger's best period at the club, I feel like it's going to be something like that. So, um, yeah, really, really happy that, although it's in an interim manner, so, you know, we're apparently still looking for a new manager, but just really happy that we've got this set up and the club isn't going to rush and go and get Pochettino or something, for example. Yeah, let's see how it goes until the new year and if they bring in Max Allegri or one of the big boys or stick with Freddie. Um, 
we shall see how it develops. Um, as we end with sport, or maybe keep it moving, we've got Sports Personality of the Year shortlist. I'm going to fire these names at you, Cal. Let's go. And I want... Um, See what your see what your opinion is, right? We got Dina Asher Smith. Who? Oh, what? She's like <laughs> local girl. Olympic. You know me and celebrities be. I don't. I don't really care about. Celebrities. She's not a celebrity. She's an. She's actually got talent. Okay. She's like the fastest yeah, woman she's in a Britain. Sports personality. So she's a sports person. She's the fastest woman in Britain. Wow. And one of the fastest in Europe and in the world. Wow. And she gave. Uh, who's a Jamaican woman? Fraser, maybe. She gave her a run for money. This woman is, bruv. Dean Asher Smith is amazing, amazing yeah. athlete. Okay, okay we've got Dean Asher Smith, we've got Lewis Hamilton, GP, Grand Prix, best of all time. Come on. We've got Catalina Johnson Thompson, who looks like, uh, what does she look like? She looks like she could be my sister in law. She looks a bit like my sister in law. She's a phenomenal athlete, heptathlon. And then we've got this big head, uh, what's his name? Alan Wynne Jones. I shouldn't say that, he's a rugby guy, he'll move to me. <laughs> and then we've got Raheem Sterling. Yes, and then we've got Ben Stokes. So we've got we've got an af we've got a, a runner, we've got a Formula One driver, we've got a heptathlon does all the activities, we've got a rugby player, we've got a footballer, and we've got a cricketer. So that'll be interesting to see. Personally, I think it should go to maybe Lewis Hamilton because he's clinched another title, or give it to Dina Asher Smith because she she broke loads of records. First British woman to win a major global sprint title. She got gold in a national record and she picked up silver medals in the 104 by 100. Mate, big up Dina Asher Smith. And she's a product of the the London Games and the and the lottery funding. Uh so she's she's getting my vote. I think if Raheem Sterling wins, oh it's it's gonna be too early to win the league, isn't it? Because it's the fifteenth of December, but I don't think Raheem Sterling's he he does a lot, obviously, mm. but I think where Lewis Hamilton's won. So it's weird because when when you when you listen F1 to the, titles. the title of the award, Sports Personality of the Year, it kind of makes me think that it should be based on this person having bants, having jokes, being a, a, a personality, being someone who's friendly and I see that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good, good way. Good a good uh, orator, like public speaker and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Uh, so you'd think someone like um, Chris Eubank should be like a, a sports personality of the year type of character. <laughs> or someone like, um, uh, you know, who's like a really outspoken sports person? Um, Ronnie O'Sullivan. You know, someone <laughs> like that. So, but that's not what it is, is it? I, I think the, the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award, um, it's judged by the public and it goes to the person, it's supposed to be voting for the person who have achieved the most in that year. And the person must be either British or reside um, and play a significant amount of their sports in the United Kingdom. I think it's going to be Dean Asher Smith. I might even put a cheeky bet down. Why not? Maybe. Previous winner was uh, a cyclist, Grant Thomas. Yep. Uh, who won in 2018. I'm usually not wrong about these things. I usually got like the Mercury Prize as well. I always get that right more time. Even though betting is a par nowadays, but but spooky then, yeah. I'd be like Mystic Meg. Do you remember Mystic Meg? Yeah. Did you see the family that won 104 million pounds in the lottery? These this couple, they're like in their early 40s, and they they won the lottery. They won the big big lottery, and they they came forward and said, "Yes, we won the lottery, and it's not going to change us, and we're still going to go to work." <laughs> yeah, right, mate. You ain't sit. No one's. <laughs> if I win the lottery, 
I'll, I'll break off everyone. Like I'll look after you, look after my family, look after Cheers, other man. friends. Appreciate it, bro. Definitely, man. Break you off. Cheers. How much? How much of a of a percentage are we talking about? Give you about fifty quid. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for all the help over yeah, the years. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for all your hard work on on, on recording, <laughs> editing, uh, all your sound bites, finding a venue. It's fifty quid. It's a score, and I'll give it to you in one pound coins, isn't it? <laughs> Old one pound coins, isn't it? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> no, I'd break. Listen, if I if I got the big belly, the big like millions, I'd I'd give. I'd sort out all the family, of course, and mm. I'd give all my close friends, like obviously you can, and other people, money to to to, to invest to say so could start up on what they wanted to invest oh, in. Oh, that's sick. So they got they wow. they can be self uh, sufficient and and they're relying on themselves, and then I'd invest in them or give them, you know, and they would grow, and I'd man, give stuff to charity. I wish everybody thought like you, man. I don't think everybody does. That's you, the thing. <laughs> you just change your number, innit? <laughs> Shit. Man. I mean, I think if I did win a big, like, we're talking like 100 mil, I mean, yeah, there would be a lot of peace to go around. You'd give everybody, like, anybody that I know could pitch me with an idea and I would support it, you know? <laughs> could be some Just could pitch. be some horrible idea and you'd be like, yes, Dragon's Den, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one million for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a crap idea, like um, oh. I don't know. Something like, um, oh yeah, I want to do. Uh, I want to start some. Um, I want to do some ice sculpting in June, <laughs> and I want to. I want to do an ice sculpting business. We're gonna. We're gonna do it in the summer months only. You should ask Channel Four. Speak to Channel Four. Do you see what they did on the the news with uh, the debate about the environment? And because Boris Johnson and that other idiot guy can't be there. The um the UKIP dickhead guy they they got blocks of ice Farage yeah they got Farage because they weren't there they got blocks of ice to represent them and the blocks of ice was melting to <laughs> you know to what a, yeah good idea <laughs> oh man I'd no. invest I'd invest invest in the youth invest in everyone uh, and invest in yourself it's important to invest in yourself listeners make sure you do yeah, that yeah man bro 100 mil man see, see I think there's some personalities out there that would be tempted to take that 100 mil and just run away with it you know you could go buy a private island um, you know, like uh, Richard Branson's got his Virgin Islands. You go buy your own islands and just go disappear, or you know, you know, you could do the Hugh Hefner thing, go buy a mansion and just fill, fill it, it up with bunnies. I don't think Andrew, would, I don't think Andrew would like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the sky's the limit, man. When you got that kind of pee right there, yeah. But it doesn't buy happiness. Money doesn't buy happiness. Do you know what does get happiness? Listening to beer at Banner. Yep, most definitely your boys Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, oh. the Irishman. But that's a lovely <laughs> that's a lovely way to end it at the end. Um I think we covered most things. It's quite a quick episode. It's been a funny episode today. Yeah, man, it's been cool. It's been chill. Always chill always yeah, chill. Man. Um I think we're gonna wrap it up then, yeah? Yeah, it's always chill down at the Riverside Coffee Lounge. So make sure you pop down if you're around. You get me? That's it. Twenty one minute road, IG eleven, OFQ. Uh let us know beer rap and banter at beer rap bants. Uh beer rap and banter at gmail.com football podcast is play on podcast but the podcast play on is always the other <laughs> <laughs> i have to think about that everyone yeah. every time um so yeah make sure you get us on social media at robert de niro at al pacino and we out peace <laughs>